Hello and welcome back to How About That Crypto. You are watching your almost daily crypto news and updates with your host, Bitcoin Stylist on Twitter. I am here throughout the week and I explain crypto on Web3 while keeping you up to date and all the latest. Today's news and updates is called Regulation Monday. Voyager does not like the FTX customer bailout proposal. Voyager was ordered by the Fed and the FDIC to stop making false claims. Coinbase deals with insider trading and an SEC probe. Solana is being sued in a class action lawsuit, and you can now serve docs. Sorry, you can now serve court documents via NFTs in the UK. What does all this mean? Not to worry, I'll explain it all. But first, if you like or don't like the content, please let me know by leaving a comment below. If you're listening on podcast, please give me five stars and follow me. If you're watching on YouTube, please hit that subscribe button, ring the bell. It helps support the channel. It doesn't cost you anything. Just to be clear and litigious, this is not financial advice. This is for entertainment purposes only. You can use the links below to do your own research. All right. Well, last week I was a little MIA, but that's because July is a month full of celebration for me. And the markets were a little slow. I know some of you might be thinking that the prices, hey, they're going up. That's exciting. Some of you might be wondering, why are they going up? As I've said many times, I do not think crypto will improve until the macro environment does. I also said that trying to tighten the market is a fool's errand. So even though I do not think we are in a bull market, I also do not think this current rally is anything more than a relief rally or a bull trap. Am I right? I don't know. But like I said, no one should try to time the market. So I am DCAing into crypto just in case we already hit the bottom. DCAing stands for dollar cost averaging or DCA dollar cost average ing. By bill by buying a little every day, even a couple bucks worth, it helps me to reduce the volatility risk. Now, let's dive into today's stories pertaining to regulation, legislation, and the courts. Well, let me just share my screen if you're following listening on or sorry if you're listening on podcast you can just follow along by clicking the links below or just listen up. Author Katarina Mora and Frank Chaparro report for The Block. Voyager filing says FTX Alameda proposal has misleading or outright false claims. Voyager responded to a proposal from FTX and Alameda by claiming that it had misleading or outright false claims. The firm argued that the plan to offer customers liquidity on their funds locked up on the platform would harm customers but benefit Alameda FTX. FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried said that Voyager's priority should be to return customers whatever asset it has less. It has left. As I reported in a previous episode, Voyager offered to buy and distribute all the crypto assets to customers of Voyager. I am a customer with a claim in this bankruptcy case, but the value of my claim will be reduced by the bankruptcy process. All of the costs eat into any value left to distribute. Plus, you only get the dollar value of the asset at the time of filing. So if it takes a year or four years, the US dollars that you get back will likely be less than crypto is worth now, unless you got your money a bunch of shit coins. All right, so I'm gonna jump over here and I'm gonna read a few paragraphs here. All right. In legal documents filed Sunday, Voyager representatives described a proposal by crypto exchange FTX and sister firm Alameda to offer liquidity to Voyager's beleaguered customers as misleading or outright false. In the filing, bankruptcy lawyers from Kirkland and Ellis LLP said the proposal was a lowball bid dressed up as a white knight rescue. By making its proposal public in a press release laden with misleading or outright false claims, Alameda FTX violated many obligations to the debtors and the bankruptcy court, the document said. Voyager reserves all rights and remedies against 
Alameda FTX for its clear and intentional subversion of the bankruptcy process. Sounds to me like Voyager did not like the proposal. In response to the filing, FTX's CEO, Sam Bankman-Fried, defending the proposal, arguing that it is trying to offer Voyager customers with an opportunity to access the funds locked up in Voyager as it wades through a complex bankruptcy proceedings. Of course, FTX stands the benefits as the deal requires customers to open an account with FTX. Still, FTX's Sam Bankman-Fried said Voyager's retort represents the self-interest of its legal advisors whom stand to benefit from a drawn-out process. To clarify, our offer would give Voyager customers back 100% of the remaining assets that Voyager has, including claims on anything recovered in the future. So, what do you think about this? I like this. Obviously, Voyager has shareholders that they got to look after uh, before they look after us. I believe that is their fiduciary responsibility. Unfortunately, we are debtors or creditors. Yeah. Yes. So we've lent them money, so they don't really need to look after us first. They need to look after their shareholders first. That's how the process works. So, of course, they and their lawyers don't like this. What do you think about this? Let me know. Leave a comment below, and I am moving on. Okay. Author Pete Schroeder reports for Reuters. U.S. regulators order Voyager Digital to stop false and misleading deposit insurance claims. So let's see what they got to say. U.S. banking regulators have ordered crypto firm Voyager Digital to cease and desist from making false and misleading claims that its customer funds were protected by the government. The Federal Reserve and the Federal Deposit Insurance Corporation, or FDIC, sent a letter to the firm on Thursday stating that they believed that Voyager had misled customers by claiming their funds with the company would be covered by the FDIC. And it goes on later saying that in reality, the company simply had a deposit account at Metropolitan Commercial Bank and customers investing via the company's platform had no FDIC insurance, the regulator said. Now, Metropolitan Commercial Bank is FDIC in short. It would seem that Voyager may have been misleading us all along. I wonder if we will get our U.S. dollars back in full since it was deposited into an FDIC insured bank. I say... I say we, but really, I don't think I had any money in U.S. dollars on their platform. I think it was all in crypto. Did you have any U.S. dollars on the platform? Have you heard anything about this specifically? I read that once the FDIC does a fraud analysis, people should get their U.S. dollars back. Maybe that is one of the statements that the Fed and the FDIC are false, say are false and misleading. What are your thoughts? Let me know. Give me answers to these questions. Leave a comment below. And I am moving on. Stephanie Tower from CoinGeek updates us on Coinbase. Here's a 90-second clip. Check it out. I'm Stephanie Tower. Subscribe and never miss the Bitcoin beat. This is CoinGeek Pulse. U.S. regulator has their eye on Coinbase again. The digital currency exchange is now facing a probe over allegedly selling unregistered securities to their customers. The U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, or SEC, is reportedly investigating Coinbase Global Incorporated for allowing U.S. residents trade in digital assets that the commission deems to be securities. The news of the probe comes after last week's arrest of the company's former employee, who was accused of insider trading. The SEC claimed that at least nine of these tokens illegally traded by this Coinbase insider were securities that were not properly registered. 
Coinbase chief legal officer said in a tweet. We are confident that a rigorous diligence process, a process that the SEC has already reviewed, keeps securities off our platform, and we look forward to engaging with the SEC on the matter. In the past, Coinbase has been vocal on how the SEC has been overseeing the digital asset space and has once again called on the Commission to clarify its rules for trading. Just like other major crypto players, Coinbase shares tumbled and dropped 21% this week. So, the insider trading that she's talking about is individuals making trades before Coinbase a new listing. There's this thing called the Coinbase effect. And considering the Coinbase effect on all coins is that price jumps significantly due to a Coinbase listing, then some of these trades, the SEC says, are securities. So, there's investigation. Which is interesting because only some of the things that were traded are considered securities, which means that you could surmise that they have a process for determining whether or not something is a security or a commodity. And just remember that. Let's keep going. By going after the exchanges, the SEC can impact a broader group of crypto at once versus going after each project in court or one crypto at a time. <clears throat> Excuse me. This, I hope, will give will give us some clarity to how the SEC determines whether a specific crypto is a security or not. But don't get your hopes up. What do you think? Let me know what you think about this. I'm going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit more about this security versus commodity thing. Give you a little more context in the next story. Leave a comment below. Let me know what you think about Coinbase, insider trading, SEC probe, coin shares dropping. Is this a trend? What do you think? Moving on. Author Rosemarie Miller reports for Forbes new lawsuit alleging that Solana is a security could have big implications for the crypto investment landscape. A class action lawsuit has been filed against Solana labs, a for-profit company working on the development of the Solana blockchain in a California federal court last week, accusing the company and people within the ecosystem of making illegal profits and promoting its token soul as an unregistered security. The outcome of the lawsuit could have major implications for the future of the crypto industry which has had to function for years under a cloud of uncertainty about whether its tokens should qualify as a security. If Sol is determined to be a security, it's it could open up many similar tokens available on prominent crypto exchanges such as Coinbase, Kraken, Binance, and others to similar scrutiny. Ultimately, these platforms could be forced to delist Sol and other major crypto tokens. For context, Coinbase and Kraken, along with many other platforms, delisted XRP in late 2020 when the SEC sued San Francisco-based Ripple for selling $1.3 billion of the asset to purchasers in what it called an unregistered security. So if you've been watching the show, you know that I've been covering the SEC versus Ripple Lab lawsuit. They're trying to say that XRP token is a security, and... Uh, this case has been going on since December, I believe, of uh, 2020. So, yeah, it's a mess. And uh, who knows? Maybe the government, the government will pass a loss, something before this, before the lawsuit's over. However, now Solana's going getting taken to court, but by people, not the SEC. Now, let's give you some more context and more information on all this. In the U.S., the most common method for determining whether an asset is a security is the Howey test. A common four-pronged framework stemming from 1936 court case initiated by the SEC. To qualify, an asset must consist of an investment of money into a common emprise, 
with the expectation of profit driven primarily by the efforts of others. Let's do that again. A a four-pronged framework says it has to be an investment of money into a common enterprise with the expectation of profit driven primarily by the efforts of others. The suit states sole investors invested money, participated in common enterprise, and purchased sole securities with a reasonable expectation of profit. So if I buy Apple stock, I'm using my money to buy the stock. The stock represents ownership in a common enterprise. I have an expectation of profit because Apple, the Apple company, the CEO and the management, the developers are all going to do a good job. So that's an example of security. But with gold, gold has no common enterprise. Gold, you cannot have a realistic explanation of expectation of profit driven primarily by others. Like that's a sheerly supply and demand. That's a commodity, not a security. So there's securities and there's commodities. Very simplified explanation. The decentralized nature or at least marketing narrative of blockchain platforms is commonly used to promote the notion that its tokens should not be considered securities. However, the issue is far from being resolved. Last month, SEC Chairman Gary Gensler noted that the only asset he deemed to be security is is to deemed to not be a security is Bitcoin. And then the Commodity and Futures Trading Commission, or CFTC, the federal agency that regulates derivative contracts based on commodities, also considers ETH or Ether, the native token of Ethereum, to be a commodity. What do you think about this? Let me know what your thoughts are. Leave a comment below. What do you think about Solana being sued? Is that a security? And moving on. So our last story of the day is pretty exciting. Author Catherine Gemmel Gemmel reports for Bloomberg, you've been served via NFT. Court gives okay to sue on blockchain. So now you can get served a court summons through sending you an NFT to your wallet. In Britain, you can now use blockchain to sue someone. A UK judge gave the go-ahead to serve legal documents the process of bringing a lawsuit to a person's attention over the blockchain ledger by a non-fungible token for the first time, according to court documents made public this week. An NFT is basically it's a certificate of authenticity primarily used in digital art. Uh, the, ruling com- the ruling comes because... It's not this guy that owns an online gambling company is suing some platform saying that they cloned his accounts. I mean, cloned his assets. That's crazy, right? Binance Holdings is one of them is cloning his accounts, his his crypto. So like imagine having, you know, crypto assets and then finding out that they've been replicated or duplicated. Like, how can that even happen? The court also ruled that exchanges were responsible for ensuring stolen crypto is not moved or taken out of their system. Think OpenSea. If you got hacked and it's it's a, technically a stolen asset, they should not allow it out of their system. Can they do that? The service will now take place by airdropping the lawsuit documents via NFTs into the two wallets that were originally issued by the guy that owns a gambling company and stolen by the fraudsters. This pays the way for victims of crypto to fraud to sue unknown crooks. But I don't see how, like, just because you serve, give someone a summons, that means they're going to show up and you're going to get anything from it. However, I don't know. I'd be curious to see how this goes. What do you think about this? Let me know what you what you, your thoughts are. This also says that a U.S. court made a similar move to authorize service via an NFT in June. So that's I think that's super interesting. So tell me what you think. Leave a comment below. I'd love to hear from you. 
Have a good day. I got lots of great stories for you this week. Hoddle on.